Blog Talk Radio. The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Here we go. That's it. We are live tonight as opposed to any of the other nights where we have been pre-recording ourselves for all kinds of reasons. <laughs> yeah. So, so what is going on in our world? I mean, obviously we did a very nice rerun last week because of what had been happening here in our area. So I guess mm-hmm. if you want to give sort of a synopsis of how you are feeling right now with all of, Usually we go, hi, how was your week? So I don't think that's going to work real well with the way things have run. So i just say, how are you doing and, and how has this uh, situation uh, not only affected you, but um, you're doing now, how, how are you doing now because of all that's happened? Yeah, so um, for those who are unaware of what, we're talking about or you know who are listening far into the future and are like well what's going on (laughs) Uh, it's November of 2019 and uh, we live in the area of Northern California that was just hit with uh, forest fires again Uh, and so for about a week it was pretty scary and there was definitely some homes lost but it wasn't as bad as the fire season or fires two years ago in 2017 in the exact same area. In fact, part of the burn this year was in the same place where the burn was two years ago. So um, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as big. It wasn't as long. But there was a lot more precautions taken this time that weren't taken last time. It was a much more um, the recommended evacuations and the mandatory evacuations areas were huge compared to two years ago when we were in a very similar situation. So Plus, what's happening in our area is PG&E, who is our, our, our electricity company in this area, Pacific Gas and Electric, 
have been doing these um, power shutoffs, and they they're saying that it's for our safety, that they're shutting off power to prevent fires. But funnily enough, we were in a forced power outage when these fires began. So clearly, their plan doesn't work. But that didn't stop them from keeping our power off. So it's it's been between fire and power shutoffs and evacuations. It's been a pretty shit couple of weeks, to be totally uh, blunt about it. Uh, and my home was in a, a power loss area, and then the place where my shop is, where Milk and Honey is, was evacuated. So for about five days, we the shop was closed, and for about five days, I was not at home because I had no power. And my mom, who lives very close by, thankfully for me, did have power. So we took our dog and our family and went over to my mom's house and stayed there. But it was kind of, it, it was a little bit like, you know, a little bit like being a refugee in a in a very very tame way, but um, you know it's the the fire situation is really scary because it was also very high winds. We had what they were referring to as, and I'm using air quotes here, a wind event. <laughs> uh, we had winds that were like up to 100 miles an hour in the in the mountains, and even here where, where I live in the valley. The winds were crazy. I've n- I've not experienced winds like this in a very long time. It, it happens occasionally, but it's pretty rare. And in my house, we have a very huge big tree in our backyard, and I don't like wind because of our big tree. Um, so I wasn't sleeping anyway when our power went out, uh, and that's when we decided to get out of here because I was I just I couldn't rest because of the big tree. But constantly not with winds like that and fire and constantly this constant uncertainty of whether you're safe or not is really scary and exhausting. Um, And there's so many small businesses that were forced to be closed. There's so many people who lost hours at work. Um, Schools were closed for over a week. So it's very, it it disrupts life in a a hardcore way. Um, And I don't know personally I feel close to like resuming life like close to normal but still not quite normal and from a business perspective we're not quite back to normal Um, and I can tell you the trauma that some of my family experienced they're not quite back to normal so it's been rough Um, but I'm I'm feeling you know funnily enough like we I feel like I missed Halloween because I I, I got home Halloween. Our power was turned back on on Halloween, but it was so weird and otherworldly, and I I missed five days of life, so it didn't really feel like Halloween. And literally, the day after Halloween, all the Christmas shit has started. Like, every other commercial on TV is about Christmas. There's Christmas stuff out in all the stores. And as a retail business owner, you know, I've been preparing for Christmas for a month already, and I'm kind of excited <laughs> I'm like, oh, yay, it's the Christmas season. I'm not normally that guy. Usually I'm like, Christmas can wait. It's not even Thanksgiving. Bah humbug. But for some reason, (laughs) I think it's it's because of the fires. I'm like, yay, let's sing Christmas carols and watch the Food Network because they're making Christmas cakes. And I don't know. So I don't know. I'm weird. How are you? (laughs) Probably I I, I think in with weird. Um, You know, I was in... It's, it was a replay. It was a total replay of yeah. the 2017, um, what they call Tubbs Fire, along with, you know, all the other things. Um, 
because of where I'm at, it was never a mandatory. It was a warning evacuation where I technically live. And mm-hmm. it's strange because it was like one side of the road was mandatory, our side wasn't, on, you know, like literally two, the way they had it squared off. And so it was, uh, but we were without power. So, um, yeah. you know, there was that to be said. And, you know, I guess because I was working that day at uh, Milk and Honey uh, when they finally made the defined it's a mandatory evacuation from mm-hmm. west of 101E and north of 12, everything gets evacuated to the coast. Yeah, know? all so, the way to the coast. Yeah, All the crazy. way to the coast. And so you know, realistically, I was like, oh, okay, so I go home and I start doing the thing that I'm kind of, okay, we're packing up. Um, Not because we were in any way, and of course, the fact that we, you know, at that moment in time, they were going to, I think they'd already turned our electricity off. Anyway, so I was sitting there doing my thing, getting all this stuff done, and um, got everything to my office, which actually is in downtown Santa Rosa, so we had electricity, and um, you know, this is where I had gone originally from the last time. And it's, you know, it gave me the comforts, you know. I could have heat. I could have electricity. I didn't have Wi-Fi, but, you know, I got around that by other things. And so it was reasonable. I'd come home because I had mm-hmm. the gas was still on, so I'd bring the dogs home and feed them and make a pot of, you know, make boil water and do French press coffee and have my breakfast and then, go and take a shower with a lantern in my bathroom so you can see what the hell you're trying to do. And it was, yeah. I was living in two places, but it was, like you say, a refugee. I mean, everything of importance was in my car. Bags would come out to either go into my office or to go in the house, and they'd go back in the car because ostensibly in preparation literally in case where I was even in downtown Santa Rosa, it became mandatory, and I had options through a couple of friends that, you know, either they were going to go to Petaluma, where there was one set of family members, or San Jose, you know, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, the the concept, but as you say, there was no rest. I mean, I right. really didn't get sleep in that sense. I, you know, the body was on alert, so it definitely took an emotional toll and a mental toll. So uh, right. as you say, it came at a time literally for us Samhain and Halloween and, you know, all those things. And it was it was tough because by the time we got back into our places and they said that things were less, you know, likely and this seemed okay and the winds were down and the lights were going to come back on, um, I, you know, personally, just, you know, there was a meltdown. I you know, human, and it just happened. I was sitting here, you know, crying away. You know, <laughs> the whole world had, you know, was it, was it, was. So I just, I kind of think now, and then, oh, and what makes it even more difficult to get back to normal is the fact that because we lengthened daylight savings time, which, by the way, California voters mm-hmm. voted it out, which kind of makes right. it interesting to see what they're going to do, quote-unquote, air quotes later but it it changed i don't feel the rhythm i feel out of sync but mm-hmm. um, 
And then you're you're adding our topic for the night. We have a Mercury yep. retrograde in Scorpio with right. still a Neptune right. retrograde going on. Are you know that's like bleh, you know you're just not yeah nothing solid. There's no feel of like where's the ground. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, the timing but, is really interesting with all of it. Mhm. Mhm. And it was uh, yeah. and it was interesting because I had actually. The, the um, Friday before they they did all of the the the, the, the evac stuff, um, a very dear friend of mine had been sweet enough with her husband to drive me to uh, a winery over off of Calistoga Road in in Calistoga Napa area to do um, a very very hoity toity uh, holiday event called the Pagan Ball at Casilla de Amorusta mm-hmm. and. Then back, and as she picks me up, she says, well, you know, there's mandatory evacuations at Alexander Valley Road and, you know, all, and I'm like, oh, my God. So it was, it was, you know, it was a weird, like, juxtaposing to, to the things, and a lot of stuff got canceled because of that, you know. And again, as you say, people's livelihoods, businesses, um, we won't even go into the amount of toll of, Food stuffs, both in personal homes and businesses, and it's just mm-hmm. unbelievable. So, yeah, and and interesting enough, nearly a week before the very freak tornado that went through Dallas, Texas, Oklahoma, actually went through where my daughter is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in Arkansas. Not exactly through her front yard, obviously, thank goodness, but close enough to rip up huge trees like you're talking about, you know, the concern you have about your tree. Well, they had four huge trees get ripped up and dropped down. Luckily, no part of their house was destroyed, and even my granddaughter's very elegant, uh, fun playhouse and swing set and everything was in total intact and uh, stuff. But they were talking about what they call straight winds, which I think is what we were, what would be probably how we could start describing the kinds of winds that we're getting here, you know, the the, the, right. the incessant wind and high velocity. So I kind of am getting, I guess, a precursor to, um, to their weather patterns because of mm-hmm. what I'm doing, but it's... I don't know, I kind of look at it and I kind of go, well, there they learn how to live with it because of what happens. Here we're totally in a custom, and with fire added to it, it's probably more devastating on all of right. because of that. So it was such joyous conversation. <laughs> yes. Let's move on to another joyous conversation. A joy, another joyous one called Mercury <laughs> Retrograde, and I want everyone shaking in their shoes if they have the shoes on, okay? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Uh-oh. Are you still not there, Lyra? So I don't know if you can hear me, but I can't hear you. And <laughs> we just invoked Mercury retrograde. That's really funny. 
Uh, I'm going to keep talking for a minute just in case Elvira can't hear me. Um, And I don't know what, if anyone can hear me right now, I might just be talking to myself, but there's fun in that. Sure, why not? Um, So I'm going to text Elvira while I am talking to you all about Mercury retrograde and how one of the things Mercury retrograde can do is interfere with communication and electronics. Uh, and here we are having some interference with electronics <laughs> and communication. <sighs> okay, she says, I am on the phone and she can hear me, but I can't hear her. All right, uh, I'm going to see if Elvira would, okay, she's going to hang up and call back. Perfect. So in the meantime, I'm just going to tap dance a little bit until Elvira calls back. So one of the things that happens with Mercury retrograde is, well, let me back up a step. What is Mercury retrograde? Mercury retrograde is a period of time, and for us on planet Earth, it happens about three to four times a year, depending on the calendar, where it looks like, if we were to look in the sky, that the planet Mercury is moving backwards. Normally, it's in its regular orbit. And at some point, because of how our planets orbit around each other, it can look like it's going backwards. Now we're going to pause. Can you hear me? If we can hear Elvira. We can. Hi there. Can you hear me? That was weird. I can hear you. Oh, good. Can you hear me? Good. I'm not just saying, can you hear me at like Vera Horizon people? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Well, I'm holding my phone over on the side. Okay. It, well, I think Mercury has a sense of humor, doesn't it? I know. I think <laughs> that was such funny thing. So while we were waiting to get that little glitch fixed, I explained what is happening with the planet Mercury during the Mercury retrograde. So we've covered that. Mm. Oh, good. Uh, so, and I missed yeah. it all. Sorry. So now we can, <laughs> that's all right. You know all about it. Um, so do you want to maybe say a little bit about what, that what can happen or what is known to happen during a Mercury retrograde period? Well, obviously, um, communications get messed up. You know, you, you, it's one of the things, I think the one thing that I remember being very adamant about was not signing contracts on a Mercury retrograde, mm-hmm. um, not buying, uh, if you can, can, uh, truthfully deal with it, not buying computers, mechanical items, things that, you know, because it's going to go, they're going to go sideways, but you need to be careful when you're buying it because it may be like a redo a couple of times. Um, And quite honestly, uh, people tend to get caught in loops of, you know, what they're thinking, how they're going about it. Like this particular one is in Scorpio. So you have mm-hmm. to let go of some of the selfish, self-centered desires and hopes and wishes because that's kind of the, it's the dark side of, of Scorpio. And it's also the time of reaping what you've sown, both positive and negative. So I guess that, too, mm-hmm. is um, an issue. And, you know, again, um, being clear about, you know, to be as clear as you can uh, in your communications and, you know, I like this. It says, interruptions in daily routines. I think we had that start at the very beginning of this Mercury retrograde. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, so trying to, to you know, the old thing is think, think twice, think three times. 
before you say something. Most of us have a hard time doing it once, but now more so. Um, right. You know, I think for us, uh, with root workers and people, it's it's. Um, I don't think it's a it's a horrible time to do magic. I just think you need to, you know, if you're focused on your magic and you have an I, you know, you have this this direction. I think that it works in retrieving lost loves and and different things that you want to have try come back into your life. It's a it's a retrograde communication coming back in, not just messing up things that are already there. <laughs> right. So anything else you want to add to that? Yeah. Um, one of the things from an astrological viewpoint is when a planet goes retrograde, because it's not just Mercury that goes retrograde, all of the planets go retrograde, and it's just based on the weird ways our planets orbit and uh, what they look like in the sky. Uh, but it's considered that the, that planet is in a resting state. So um, you look at what that planet rules and what it's in charge of and what the energies are of that planet, and those things are, aren't as easy to access or those things are um, a little bit harder to process. Or like one, the person that I see for astrology, uh, Pollyanna Costa, she said that this is a good time to add the prefix re to your life, like reinvent, renew, reevaluate. Look at all of the things where you might want to make some changes, but don't make the change because that planet's mm-hmm. in a resting state. So you don't want to be doing the movement. You want to, this is a moment where you can take a break and look at what, where that's going. And because Mercury rules, like Elvira said, communication and electronics and things like that, it's not a good time to take on anything new, but it is a really good time to look at what you might want to take on when it goes back direct. Right, right. And I think, you know, it's also um, because you know, Mercury also has been put in the category of health. It's, you know, reevaluate what you're doing in your health, you know. I mean, what's going on in your health, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And it may even be that things knock on your door to remind you, another you know, re, that um, take care of yourself. Um, right. You know, like what we were talking about, about the fires and the things is, to try and, and take care of yourself, give yourself something nurturing. I know that, you know, it depends on what you're doing in your life, how easy that is. But, um, mm-hmm. and that's not going out and buying a bunch of shit. It's more like, you know, a nice cup of tea, um, something that you can wrap up in and be warm and cuddly or, you know, that kind of thing. Re- remembering how to take care of ourselves a really big thing. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and um, I had uh, the biggest learning lessons have come to me on Mercury retrogrades. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Right. It's just like a rem- being able to, to think out what it is I need to do. But as you say, don't take action, plan, uh, put mm-hmm. strategies together, um, you know, make wish lists, find, you know, journal, do things that are, are, are you know, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing to to um, put into some perspective what, 
what's going on. And, right. Um, right. I don't know, throw shit out that you don't want. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's get rid of clutter, you know, get rid of stuff. Right. Um, I don't I don't necessarily always say that that's when I do what I do like that, but um, I think I, I when I come to something, I get frustrated and I look at it and I go, why do I want this? You know, and so then I'll sit mm-hmm. with it and I'll look at it and go, it's time to get rid of it. So that right. dynamic without being, you know, overly emotional, but, you know, and that's mind and it's it's physical stuff as well and emotions, so... It can mm-hmm. be very rewarding as a time frame. I think that um, a lot of us, when we hear it, well, for the the people in the environment that we are in, when we hear it, it's like, oh, my God, and we start, you know, wanting to batten down the hatches and, you know, do that whole, you know, prepare for the worst stuff. Um, but I really feel that it's the first few days of it, maybe even – it's like it's usually like a three-week, two to three-week, three sometimes. I think they've had a couple that are four, but um, it's the first yeah, few days. Yeah, about three to four weeks. Mm-hmm. Three to four weeks. The first few days is always one of feeling like you're just, like we were talking about, we're just not back, we're just not there. And then there's a certain amount mm-hmm. of, of kind of getting the, the gist of things um, and then going with that flow which is a hard lesson for a lot of people, myself included, when you have agendas and things you need to accomplish and the way you want them to mm-hmm. turn out, all that. So, yeah, yeah. I think, you know. Yeah. So, anything you want to ponder layer on? Too. Yeah. yeah, I think an interesting layer is, you know, because astrology is complicated and there's all these layers. It's not just like, oh, I'm a Taurus, so that's it. There's There's a lot more to it. Uh, and so the more you sort of dig into this idea of Mercury retrograde is looking at the sign that it's in. As, and like you said, Elvira, this what time is in Scorpio. So understanding a little bit about Scorpio will give you information about how this Mercury retrograde may um, impact. You know, the Scorpio is about secrets and taboos and um, shadow work. So what if you look at secret taboos, shadow work, and then layer on communication and agreements and relationships, that those are some of the things that might be coming up. And then if you add a whole other layer to that of your own personal astrology, it can give you even more information. You know, where where is Scorpio in your personal chart? Where is Mercury in your personal chart? Were you born during a Mercury retrograde? I was. And so I've always taken it that um, – I tend to knock on wood, but I tend to have less issues during a Mercury retrograde than other people, but it also depends on what kind of Mercury retrograde it is, what sign it's in. Uh-huh. Um, my my Mercury is in Aries, so it's a fire sign, and I have noticed when it's, when Mercury goes retrograde in a fire sign, I tend to get a little bit more, things tend to be a little bit more problematic. What I'm noticing with this Mercury retrograde is, for me personally, weirdness, um, <laughs> which is very scorpionic, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but, like, the, the power came back on in my house the day Mercury went retrograde, right? Um, mm. 
we, like that's the like the biggest example I can give, but it's been lots of things like that, and things just kind of feel weird. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I'm blaming it on Mercury, and it may or may not really be Mercury retrograde's fault, but it's also kind of nice to have something to blame, you know. Uh, and it is, it is a good time to just slow down a little bit if you can, to slow mm-hmm. down and and look at how it might impact you. And one, you know, the thing about astrology is nothing happens that we don't we can't know about ahead of time. We know mm-hmm. when Mercury is going to go retrograde into the future. You can look up any date in the future and figure out what the sky is going to be like at that time. So you can plan for these things. You can keep on your calendar. And there are lots of calendars, like the Wee Moon calendar. It's a date book that um, functions by the moon cycle, and it tells you when all of the planetary events are happening. So you can take that into consideration. So maybe... Like this year, I also traveled during a Mercury retrograde, which is supposed to be a no-no because you're going to run into more, potentially, you may run into more travel shenanigans than you might not. That didn't happen to me. I had one travel shenanigan. It wasn't that big of a deal. It all got sorted out. But you can plan for that or at least be aware, like, okay, I need to double and triple check all of my plans when I go travel in uh, you know, for Halloween because Mercury is going to be in retrograde. It gives you the opportunity to be prepared for when mm-hmm. these planetary events are happening so that you have a little bit more control. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you were talking about um, a couple of things here. Uh, fire, you know, being, you know, your element, you know, being fire, if you're in a fire sign, mm-hmm. if, if you're Mercury in a fire sign, but it's 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 because the fire feels damp, and so it kind of dampens mm-hmm. the energy. So you feel kind of squishy and, you know, not quite as bright and, you know, flamey as you would be, but it's also that you need to reach inside and find inner flame and bring that out. So it's more like um, encouraging you to play and, and be, you know, more creative and um doing things uh, like that and, and finding the, the, the joy in your life journey and, and of that nature. So even if you make false starts, you don't get all freaky about it. And um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, develop your creative side. Pull in on that for that process because I feel, um, you know, with that in mind, you know, born on a Mercury retrograde. I was born, too, on a Mercury retrograde. It's kind of funny that both of us have mm-hmm. that. But it's, you know, it's about being, it's almost like at first you think you're not going to be able to express yourself, but you can find inner meaning quicker. And you, you, you right. go with an intuitive nature quicker. And, you know, there's a certain strength in what you're able to bring out and, and, and discuss that I feel is part of that Mercury retrograde birthing because we're able to, to go with something that is normally easygoing and fluid, and yet we're, we're able to go inside and get it because it's, we were born on the retrograde side, the internal side, and we can, we can feel it better in there and kind of wherever our mm-hmm. planets are and our sun signs are, et cetera. But, um, you know, a lot of, of things of that nature. So, but I don't, yeah. at first I always thought Mercury retrograde was horrible, but I think that was the intellectual side of, oh my God, oh my God, the sky's falling. And then, Mm-hmm. I began to realize, especially as I got older, 
it was like, oh, okay, like you say, plan for it. Okay, it's going to be there. Do we have right. all of our things set up? And just like you said, I've traveled in a Mercury retrograde and, you know, maybe mm-hmm. a glitch here or there. But it's almost like just sort of being slower and sinking in quieter and, and you know, being that way more, mm-hmm. I think, is, is a, a plan of how to deal with it, in you know, personally as a, a way to, to do it and, you know, um, meditate, uh, do do quiet things to try and go inside to communicate with inside right. and, and do that. So, yep. Yeah, and one of the um, things too is you know there's all this talk about oh don't make any decisions, don't do anything, and and it kind of like brings out a little bit more fear and intensity in people. But there's actually another side to that is is people will notice things from the past start bubbling up, old relationships, uh-huh. old uh-huh. lovers may reach out and try to communicate with you, old projects that you thought were dead may find themselves resurrected, and it's good to to touch on those things and grab those things and take advantage of those things when they happen, if that's what you want. Uh, It's not like every, everything's just terrible. It just, it's a time of, of an interesting energy shift that you can uh, use to your advantage, really. Right. Right. And, you know, if you're, the only reason why I was very adamant about that is I started a business and I went and got my different, papers for a business and it was an actual Brooklyn brick and mortar business and I had to get a federal tax ID number <laughs> and I did this all in Mercury. My bank lost the paperwork three times <laughs> at which point I was like okay um, mm-hmm. but that's I mean those are those are I think are, are coupled with everyday people situations I you know which are not necessarily always attributable to the vibes and astrological aspects, but um, just check things. Be more practical. Be more, you know, in the basics so you, you know, you really look at it. And that's um, really important because Mercury is so fast and we're so used to when it's doing things fast and getting things going now and following those leads. And as you say, old people come back in your life, old, you know, reconnect with old mm-hmm. clients, follow up on business leads. I noticed that, um, and honestly, this is the truth, I have people calling me for work and client readings that haven't talked to me in three years or more. And that kind of shook me right. because I'm like, they go, oh, well, you did that, and I'm like trying to remember who they are. And, you know, like, okay, but, and they said, well, we, we worked together three years ago. And I'm going, well, that's probably why my brain is trying to figure out the, the back recesses but, and people situations. And it's, it's um, I usually tell uh, anything in love work, I usually say something to the effect of, well, you might wind up hearing from people you haven't heard in your love life for a long time. And, you know, or reconnecting mm-hmm. with people you're trying to reconnect with if you let go of the the neediness and let it happen. So um but yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how this this energy works watching it, you know. And right. And good things to do is work with crystals. I think that that's another especially, you know, um 
I know that different books say different things about stuff, but, you know, meditation and yoga and crystals and, you know, um, well, I would say bathing, you know, doing doing mm-hmm. uh, spiritual baths, things that have meaning are always good to to work with the flow, not just say what your sun sign is or anything. Right. So, but um, I think we should probably should we do take our a favorite. break? <laughs> I think we should have our very fascinating, you know, genie break. <laughs> Yeah, we'll take our break, and then when we come back, we can talk about ways to mitigate some of the negative impact of Mercury retrograde. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back. Okay. chance I get to plug working with gods I will take advantage of and so that's my first suggestion is we as humans have connected the god Mercury to the planet Mercury in fact the planet Mercury get ready for this hold on you may want to take a seat the planet Mercury is named after the Greek god Mercury it's true well Roman Mercury it's true it's true so oh um, one of the things I find very effective is to just ter- petition Mercury slash Hermes ahead of time and say, hey, buddy, <laughs> hey, friend, <laughs> here's an offering, here's a libation, here's a whatever. Maybe you could help navigate this a little bit for me or smooth it out a little bit for me, help communication go a little bit more smoothly. It's it's doing a spell, it's doing a ritual, and it's asking for support and alliance from the God who is connected with the energetics of that planet. We humans gave that planet the name Mercury. We attributed that planet with the, the energies of the God Mercury, and he's connected to communication and uh, technology and all of the things that we give the, that planet power over. We did that. We arbitrarily decided that. Uh, 
So we can arbitrarily ask that, that God to work with us and help it be a little bit more smooth. Um, that That is my favorite way of doing it. And, and it's also, you know, a little bit lazy, to be totally honest, because you can just be like, hey, look, I'm going to give you this gift. It is a, pr- a quid pro quo, which is a thing that's very popular right now on our news channels because of our idiot president. But yes, you <laughs> you do this for me, and I'll do this for you, and we'll be everything will be right as rain. Uh-huh. Uh, that's how I like to do it, and for the most part, I'm gonna knock on wood because I am superstitious. For the most part, that mostly works okay for me. Um, but again, I don't tend to have major knock on some more wood I don't tend to have major problems I tend to have minor things that for me honestly dealing with a bunch of minor bullshit like having to call the phone company and deal with the bureaucracy of a phone company that is like this entering a circle of hell for me I hate that kind of, of stuff because it's so ineffective and inefficient and it takes forever for a simple thing to be dealt with um, so really when I'm petitioning Mercury, it's to avoid having to deal with things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really good. Yes. Um, I, I think that working with, <laughs> with that is a, is a great idea. And again, you know, these are, are, they're far more ancient energies than mm-hmm. our present day you know world has but they are also energies nonetheless and you know like everybody talks about you know this and that about you know all the different things like i i like to do you know i get into stones i think you know god when i move it's going to be rock rock heaven for these poor guys that are going to move me and put things into boxes um but you know for me it's also earthing it it's like okay this is what i want it to channel so i'll tend to use a few favorite stones to um either grid or you know some people call mandalas Uh, you're selling in your store Mm -hmm. some wonderful um wood uh designs that are grids uh that you would put stones on um, mm-hmm. just as easily, you know, copy a, a particular one. But it's the idea of having a generator, just like we talk about when we had our electricity go out and people are running around getting generators and all kinds of stuff to start going back to getting the flow of mercury electricity going. Is I think that's also mm-hmm. a good thing to set up um, and sort of let it flow through your house or or your office or something that's, you know, it doesn't have to be big and it doesn't have to be fancy, but that's another way to to move things and get them uh, balanced, bring more balance and more harmony. Right. Okay, so we have talking to our deity. We have using mm-hmm. some stones. What mm-hmm. other things could we possibly do other than... <laughs> Try not to get into too many arguments, that kind of a thing. Right. Well, I think it's also a practice of grounding and awareness, right? Like I maintain that a witch's most powerful tool is the, is using discernment. Uh, so this is a good time to really focus on staying grounded and letting yourself slow down, especially if you're a very, like, like I am, I'm very busy. I always 
I think I'm slowing down. And then I look at my schedule and realize I've overbooked myself again. Like I have a hard time paring back and Mercury retrograde gives you an opportunity to slow down and pare back so that you don't end up stepping into a bunch of um, mess so that you don't end up creating extra chaos because you may already have chaos that comes at you just because of planetary influence. So working on your daily practice, right? Uh, again, especially if you're one that struggles with consistent daily practice, this is a good time to do it. Working on grounding regularly, working on keeping yourself centered regularly, working on saying no, uh, using the potential frustration of this energy to shift some of the patterns. Uh, you know, Mercury is good with changing pattern, with changing communication, with changing things that aren't working, with bringing things forward that need to be dealt with. So take advantage of that energy. Um, mm-hmm. Use this as a moment. And especially this one, like at this, you know, there's usually a Mercury retrograde towards the end of the year because there's, you know, three or four of them every year. Um, but if you, after Samhain, we enter into a fallow time, into a quiet time, a hibernation time. So if you combine the energy of the season with the energy of Mercury retrograde, it's a really great time to reevaluate your choices before New Year's gets here, right? When we start making intentions and New Year's resolutions and all that kind of crap, you have this moment, the month of November, for this year anyway, to start preparing for that. Looking ahead a little bit, looking at what you want to accomplish uh, and letting that be a way to work with the energy instead of trying to fight against what's happening. Yes. Wow. Well said. Well said. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of the, the, you know, a lot of the things that we deal with when we have clients or customers that come into your store and come into Lucky Mojo and, you know, it's it's um, most of the time what is being looked for is something that they want in their lives, whatever that may be. But what you wind up working with them on is just that, is slowing themselves down and moving forward into internally balancing, looking, you know, um, listening, listening a lot, you know. And I think mm-hmm. this time with a retrograde, it's really important to do that um it it's just it's so much about you know the energy of communication in whatever form and i think that most of us need to literally slow down i find that i usually will write texts or um emails and i'll sit on it especially now, I'll sit on it and then I'll go back and I'll reread it and edit it or delete the whole damn thing. Um, Mostly because when I start looking at it and thinking and feeling it, it's like, oh, that's a stupid thing to say. Oh, that's going to make it even worse. Why don't we put kerosene on it and see how far we get into the flame? Um, So it's really important to, to be calmer, think and meditate and, you know, be, be right and do things that you're not necessarily externalizing a lot of stuff at the moment um, mm-hmm. and clearing yourself out. You know, I, I know that that, you know, sometimes it's repetitive, but um, 
lot of times it's rather than, as you say, you get your, your schedules all set up and, and you go all over and you're just so excited about everything and, you know, it's just like, yeah, and then, then suddenly you're like, oh, and things start falling apart or you can't hold all the balls up in the air or something of that nature. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very interesting time for us to really examine what we're doing rather than just yeah. taking on that creative spark and running with it wherever we go, <laughs> you know. Right. But um, Yeah. Yeah, one of the other things that I like to do during a Mercury retrograde time, and and weirdly enough, like I'm feeling this energy to a point that it's kind of like, um, it feels like I need to do this now. I I am cleaning out. I've I've gone through my closet and I've donated three bags worth of clothes. Uh, I have this cedar chest in my bedroom that's filled with random bullshit that's just years worth of weird stuff I didn't know where to put anywhere else. Uh, my partner and I are, we're talking about going through our kitchen cabinets and clearing out. I think this is a good time to clear out the clutter, clear out the things mm-hmm. that have gathered to do some cleansing and purging in that way to make space. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing here, the trick here though, because of mercury retrograde energy is to make sure you're not getting rid of anything big, important, or expensive. And to maybe put that in the, put that in the maybe pile until Mercury goes direct again and then making that decision. Like if you have a big TV or an expensive food processor and you're like, I never use this, I'm going to get rid of it. Just wait a minute, wait on those things. But if, you know, go through your closets, go through your bookshelves, go through uh, those storage units and get rid of things. This is a good time to purge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. It's, it's fascinating because, and it's not that I I think I ever plan it, but I go visit my daughter twice a year, or I have been, and before I leave, I have spent time purging. doesn't matter what it is, but and I don't do it deliberately. I just sort of start looking for something and start my packing and, you know, prepping to organize, and it seems to always, for some reason, it's either right, the Mercury retrograde is somewhere within the vicinity. It's not necessarily on the actual time I travel, but um, and you know, getting rid of stuff and and uh, clearing. So it's decluttering. It's it's um, really important to do that. And I think your urge is a natural one because of all that's happened in our world. You know, in our personal local environment of what's happened, it's made it more, I mean, when you walk out of your house because there's a fire that's potentially going to take everything, you look and say, what is it I need to take? What is, mm-hmm. what is the yep. important things? You know, I love Grandma Clock. I really am going to, you know, that's my, my antique from 200 years of a family and, um, or right. statues that you have grown, you know, iconically uh, attached to because they're your, mm-hmm. you know, the, the altars that you put up and, and then you have to look, you know, and, and, and kind of go, what? And um, mm-hmm. that's, I think, what Mercury Retrograde really is, even though the events that we have talked about or mentioned are very personal, but I think that's what Mercury Retrograde really is, is what is really important, you know, right? and follow it through. So 
and that's probably why, you know, hanging out and talking with the deity before the actual event and and uh, doing things to to center ourselves and you know right. our emotions. Coming back around, oh my gosh, this can be a time of intense, especially right now, Scorpios, really deep emotions because we still have Neptune mm-hmm. retrograde. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uncovering deep secrets, secrets in ourselves, not just the secrets that are out in the world that, you know, get plastered on newspapers and social media, et cetera. But, um, and that's when you need to be quiet so you can deal with it and not run. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. So this is a this is a very propitious time. I find it, you know, like okay, you're gonna love this one metaphorically. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just before Mercury went, you know, because there is a shadow. You know, when when Mercury goes yeah. direct uh, goes retrograde, there's a shadow of time where there's sort of like just a shadow, a little bit of what you may be experiencing as it actually then will move right into it. And um, right. my car decided it needed brakes. It was, and it wasn't it decided. Mm-hmm. It just at that moment in time it needed brakes. And and I'm like, okay. So it had to go in the shop. And I was sitting there. And of course, to me, my car. I'm very. I personify my car, and and she's very important to me. But. She is a vehicle that takes me around like my own body, and so I was like going, okay, the brakes have been worn out, so you have to put new brakes on, so you have to look at that process. So for me, it was a symbolic point of reference as well as an actual physical event I had to take care of, of where do I put the brakes on in my world, in my emotions, in my, you know, work, saying no isn't saying, no, I don't want money, or no, I don't want this client, or it means saying no because there are reasons for it, either not to overbook or not to overdo, or um, just like you were saying, saying no is important. So, um, But it's also to slow down, you know, and I think that's, that's very important for all of us. I mean... The, the impression of having to get places because we have certain deadlines is very real in right. our world. But slowing down mm-hmm. so we can get there in appropriate centeredness and physical and, and emotional and mental uh, space. So I think that's very important for us to remember in a Mercury retrograde. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Any other pointers that you want to give out? Uh, I'm kind of the more philosophical tonight. I kind of keep wandering off and discussing <laughs> things. And you're you're sitting yeah, there. But I think what we've about covered practicing? a bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we well, covered quite a bit. I, you know, again, to to rope one last like note in, you know, is to definitely look at your own chart and to see. Um, to at least get that amount of information because it can help mm. navigate Mercury retrogrades a little bit easier. Right, right. And, and you can get a free uh, chart online. Yeah, I know. They, they're actually one of the the books that I, I, my audio book that I kind of picked up in the idea of doing this actually has a, a website 
to to go to. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're definitely yeah. out there and can be utilized. So, um, but yeah, I think it's a it's a wonderful place to get to know yourself is your chart, but then it's also to know where you're, you know, it's simple. Where's your Mercury? Mm-hmm. It's very easy. And, yep. You know, c- kind of check that out and where's your sun sign and some of the other things. But mm-hmm. anyway. Absolutely. Um, so I think we're pretty close to our, our time. Um, do we have yes, anything we, we need to throw out there for any reason? I, I kind of feel... no kind of complete with this whole process actually (laughs) yeah yeah next week friday we'll be back our show will be on lilith um and i have some (laughs) some potentially uh shocking opinions about lilith that you'll just have to tune in to hear or talked about and just to plug my book for a moment in my book what is remembered lives there are nine deities that I specifically name drop and write a ritual for, and Lilith is one of them. So I do have a relationship with that goddess. So you get to hear all about my delicate feelings about the church and their influence on this entity. Um, And then, you know, we'll have other cool shit. And we've got some things planned, but we have new shows through the end of the year so you can be excited about that yes and obviously some of them will be pre-recorded because as the holidays get closer phoenix gets crazier at her shop and less time (laughs) is available for us to banter on the um, airwaves and then i run away and go off to arkansas which I could still banter on the airwaves, but, you know, during that time it's like, oh, it's holiday, it's my family, I love my family, God, I don't yeah. care about anything else, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. So we will be yeah. doing that, and it will be set up, and then we will be back, um, I believe, live after the first of the year again, but you yeah. still have us right. live and for but the next couple of weeks. We're going to still be babbling along. <laughs> yeah, lots of new stuff, so tune in, and we will see you later. Yes, indeed. Take care and have a good week. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Weon Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.